AgBioscience is supported by Indiana Farm Bureau. This is the first time in modern agriculture where we have an opportunity to write a story where we paint the grower as the actual hero in the environmental story. Welcome to Ag Bioscience, the number one podcast in the world for innovation in food, animal health, plant science, ag tech, and agriculture. Here is your host, Agrinovus CEO, Mitch Frazier. Welcome back to Ag Bioscience. We are just days away from new guidance from the federal government on how it will calculate the carbon intensity of corn production for ethanol and what it can mean for farmers, ethanol producers, and the economy at large. Joining us today is a guest who provides some really interesting insight on how one company has tackled the carbon market and sustainability economics for ag bioscience. This is going to be a lot of fun. Welcome, Kevin Summers, North American Carbon Sustainability Lead for ag tech giant Trimble. Kevin, it is awesome to see you. That's good to see you again too, Mitch. Appreciate it. We are going to have a lot of fun today. We have got a lot to cover Right now, carbon intensity, sustainability, carbon credits, carbon markets, all on the headlines. You're a Purdue graduate. You've had a really interesting journey to Trimble. I'd love if you could maybe just give us a flyover of who Trimble is and maybe a peek into what the company has learned in the carbon market business since, what, 2000, 2007 in Canada? Pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah, so, so Trimble, uh, kind of back to give you a little overview on Trimble, and we're a glo- global company with a heavy, heavy presence in many industries, including agriculture, which is actually the sm- one of the smaller portions of the Trimble. So our hardware and software solutions allow users to aggregate data to make economic and agronomic decisions. So from our work in forestry to effectively and efficiently route vehicles to reduce steel and employee costs, to construction with our products that lead the industry in connecting critical workflows, and then also in agriculture, which we are well known for an agnostic approach in the cab of any equipment, aggregating data amongst multiple platforms. And so Trimble at its core and at its heart is actually built to be a sustainable company. And we've taken that same philosophy to the carbon markets as well. It's a really interesting, a really interesting role for for Trimble. There's some really, you have some news last year around Agco and Trimble and joint venture. But as I pulled back through this, Kevin, I, I think I saw this number since 07, 5 million tons of ag carbon offsets in Canada, something like $50 million for farmers. Give us kind of a peek into that world. You're exactly right. So to kind of backtrack, uh, approximately 16 years ago, there was a company called AgriTrend ah, um, right. in Canada. That be- yep, that it began as a group of consultants working with growers to collect data to make recommendations for on-farm practices. Now, it just so happened that though that data being collected was much aligned with the data needed for the new- newly developed compliance market within Alberta. So now close to seven years ago, Trimble purchased AgriTrend, and then throughout the past 16 years, you're, you're right, Mitch, we've paid out over $50 million to growers in Canada. We've helped develop the Alberta-approved NERP protocol, along with the newly approved beef feedlot protocol for methane reductions. And then we're adapting these protocols for the U.S. and working with CPG uh, for supply chain reduction programs, methane reduction in beef and dairy operations. And then our approach in working with agri-retail and farm consultants on these programs to get revenue in the hands of growers and facilitate the programs and the data collection through the Connected Climate Exchange platform. Yeah, let's talk about climate exchange, the Connected Climate Exchange piece. This is one that I was just exhilarated by when you first explained it to me that 
this isn't just about carbon. This is about nitrogen. This is about the full spectrum of sustainability. Give us a flyover. I think this was launched earlier this year, Connected Climate. Is that right? We launched in Canada, I think we were late November, mid-November. Okay. As, as we're still kind of developing this thing out. So today, uh, growers are challenged to participate in carbon marketplace due to the amount of data that needs to be collected to make programs work. Me coming from ag retail, coming up to the co-op system, managing several locations, I understand firsthand how difficult it really is in managing data with multiple platforms. So with data being held in monitors, uh, soil sample lab results, agronomists developing racks, ag retailer having invoices for proof of, um, of inputs being purchased, to connect those pieces of data together to allow growers to participate in grow programs and help reduce that pain point is really where the, the Connect Climate Exchange uh, comes to fruition and connecting carbon buyers to the farm gate. I think that's a really smart, elegant way to describe it, right? It's connecting sellers and buyers and those sellers, traditional producers, right? Of hey, and, and getting rewarded. And one of the challenges that I think has been so, so difficult in these carbon markets is well, it, it's incremental, right? So if you're already doing cover crop, if you're already doing uh, sustainability practices, nitrogen reduction, pick your favorite thing, no-till, you can't always get rewarded for it. But the work that you're doing, the work Connected Climate Exchange is doing is maybe a slightly different approach where it's actually rewarding the producer back to that buyer-seller world of saying, let's reward you for everything you're doing and then add that as a premium. Right. No, you're exactly right. We, and we, we take the approach... In the past two years and developing this out to really keep any kind of carbon payouts within the food supply chain and keep it in the hands of growers. Uh, and then and you and I, in a previous conversation, I made note of this. And this is the first time in modern agriculture where we have an opportunity to write a story where we paint the grower as the actual hero in the environmental right. story. Uh, so that, that's been the focus that we've taken is keep the grower first with all the programs that we run, try to make this easy lift when it comes to the data side of it, um, and then make this connected climate exchange an actual true marketplace for everything carbon related and to make some sense of the Wild West show that's going on right now. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting world, right? And I was talking with a producer not that long ago, and we were talking about this specific world, not, not specific to connected climate exchange and Trimble, but just the carbon market in general. And the conversation centered around, well, farmers now have, in essence, a new product. They've, they've always had a great product, and that product is corn or beans or livestock or whatever it is that they're growing. But now there is a an opportunity to add an additional product or a, a premium product, which is data. And, and while that seems maybe challenging, I think in these cases where you can anonymize the data, you can certify the data that it's real, but you're not giving up too much to, to actually get that next new product, which is data, seems like there's an opportunity here. Yeah, there, there really is. And, it, and finally, growers to have another revenue stream for the data that they, have, that they already have. And it, we've been swimming in data and information for many, many years. It's just now we can actually put it to practical use to make some programs work. And that's our focus. Whether And then going down the road when we start talking about carbon intensity and creating the sustainability score for a farm so that way within the connected climate exchange we start bring in the, the finance piece of this to our growers maybe they can use this the ci score sustainability score to buy down an operating line of credit or they need to switch from conventional till to a strip till machine or no-till or paper cover crops now, the implementation and the additionality that's needed to make some of these programs work 
is not the most financially feasible to a lot of farms. So there's a lot of different avenues that we're taking to try to make these programs work, even including trying to write some grants through third parties uh, to get the, the funds into the hands of the growers to make these, these additional practices a reality. We're going to dig into some of that math and some of the calculation. We'll do it right after this quick break. Ag Bioscience is supported by Indiana Farm Bureau. Being your own boss is a different kind of job. You have to work harder, smarter, and you can't afford to let your health slow you down. That's why Indiana Farm Bureau is there with more affordable plans for members who need to stay on top of their health so they can stay on top of their business, whether it's a farm or any other kind of company, concern, or enterprise. To learn more about medical, dental, vision, and Medicare supplement insurance plans sponsored by Indiana Farm Bureau, visit infbhealthplans.com. Welcome back to Ag Bioscience. We're talking with Kevin Summers, North American Carbon Sustainability Lead for Trimble. Kevin, we were just talking about how producers can actually get paid. And there's this, this net new opportunity, which is data, rewarding them for the behaviors, rewarding them for the stewardship that they've taken on as part of sustainability efforts. As you look at this, again, you've got a, over well over a decade. Trimble has well over a decade of experience in Canada. As you look at bringing this product, bringing this platform, bringing this opportunity here to the States, what does it look like? How is it different? How is the operating environment different? And are you seeing the same kinds of demand from CPG buyers, those consumer packaged goods, the food companies who are willing to buy those carbon credits, those sustainability credits from farmers? Uh, that, that's a good question, Mitch. And there's, there's a vast difference uh, between what we've done in the compliance market in Alberta with this longstanding history and, and, and then taking that approach to the U.S., so our U.S. approach, working with CPGs on specifically focusing on supply shed reduction programs uh, that are specific to the CPG, that, that's really been our focus. So in Canada, um, over the course of the years that we've been doing business there in the compliance market, our process is ISO certified, which from my understanding is the only data collection and validation process that is ISO certified up to the point of putting a, a, a carbon project onto the registry. So we're taking that the NERP protocol, and, and we're taking those and applying it to supply shed programs here in the U.S. Once again, to kind of simplify it, do what we already do best in Canada um, that's proven and, and put some validity behind the marketplace and try to remove some questionality. Kevin, you've mentioned NERP a couple of times. I remember us talking about it before. Give us a flyover of what NERP actually is. Uh, the nitrous oxide emissions reduction protocol. Uh, so... In in working in additionalities within operations, simply reducing nitrogen doesn't equate to yield, and it doesn't equate to the to adding to the caloric account to feed the growing population. So we work on nitrogen efficiency, that, and that's why we've taken the approach to work with ag retail and agronomy, agronomy consultants at the farm gate that are sitting down at the kitchen table, sitting down in the offices, making recommendations to look at soil health, look at efficiency in nitrogen use. And that's what the, the protocol is based off of. Um, Alberta did away with their tillage protocol, I believe in December of 2022, because it's so widely adapted for no-till. So that's why the, the NERP protocol was developed. So we helped write that protocol and that's the same protocol that we uh, take the approach to with supply shed programs here in the U.S. I, I love this idea. And as you were explaining that, it had like a flashback to what I think was probably your past life, right? You're, you're literally sitting in the farm shop, the farm office, you're sitting at a kitchen table, 
and you're talking through these programs, which a lot of producers, a lot of companies are going through that now as we get close to the new federal government guidelines here in the States. But I think there's some calculus here back to the math of how all of this works, right? You may end up, there may be a world where a producer decides to take less yield, may take a yield hit for the opportunity to get a premium on this data, on these these markets. As you've walked through this, and I, I have to imagine that's not a new idea, but as you've walked through this back in your ag retail days and now at Trimble, help us through those conversations. How do they go? Where is the sort of moment where, you know, this becomes the the path forward. Right. And then that, that's a good point. I mean, so with, with our programs, it, it's really written into the agreement that there is no yield loss. So we, that's why we have a heavy, heavy focus on soil health uh, and, and organic matter within soil to make sure that, that the right agronomic practices are being adapted and followed through according to their, their 4R programs and their, their crop plans. So there's a lot that goes into putting the programs together and a lot of data pull and making sure that everything coincides with each other so that the way there is no yield loss because we just can't take that route. Um, the yield loss is not going to to be compensated by pure carbon program payouts. It's just not, especially as you get in different regions. Um, thankfully, you and I here both being here in Indiana, uh, here in the ice states, you have a, a higher sequestration probability rate with different practices and, and adaptability than you do, let's say, the Dakotas. So the, the, the potential is greater, uh, but we still have to take a uniform approach in making sure that there is no yield loss and that soil health focus is there. You called this the Wild West earlier, Kevin, and I chuckled because it, it really is. I mean, this is a this is a new world for many. You have, Trimble has quite a bit of experience up in Canada, bringing it here to the States. We're just a few days away from the federal government issuing new guidance on I think it's how the GREET models apply to ethanol production. What does it mean for carbon intensity of corn? All of those things will sort themselves out. But how are you talking with growers? How is Trimble talking with growers to help make sense of this? There's opportunity here. There's clearly financial opportunity for producers. There's opportunity for, for consumer packaged goods companies, for food companies. But there's just a lot of there's a lot of unknown. There's a lot of uncertainty. How do you help producers navigate through this? And those producers that are listening, what do they do? I think, Mitch, it comes back to, to education. Uh, a lot of growers, even as I sit at the farm gate today, they really don't know why we're even having this conversation. How, how do I get revenue for revenue from my operation? How is it related to, to climate change? So we've taken a focus of putting decks together, working with our partners in educating partners and growers alike on carbon sustainability and climate 101 so that way we can we can all have these these discussions to kind of put more of a, a level playing field out there when it comes to making decisions on on operations on farms when they start to look at different programs that are out there i always encourage growers to look at all the programs out there um, i don't necessarily 30 agree with some of the programs where it's linked to product I think it should be linked to production and make sure there's, there's a focus in soil health. So, so with some of our programs, uh, we don't lock growers into 5, 10, 15 years. It's year after year, and they, they can stay in it for the length of the program. Uh, but I think we, we, the growers need to make sure that whatever program they look at, that it's grower-focused, look at the heavy lifting for the data and who's involved and what information is needed because that's some of the biggest hurdles. How is that being facilitated? So there, there's a lot of hurdles to jump, jump over. Yeah, without a doubt. I want to dig into that because this interaction between buyer and seller, I think, is really, really critical, both from a protection of 
privacy of practices on farm? What is the real differentiation? How do you protect that as a grower? And then on the buyer side of those credits, how do they get validation that, hey, what Kevin Kevin said he's doing, or how do I actually prove from an auditable standpoint that those practices that were claimed are actually reality? Yep. No, good point. So with everything that comes through the Connected Climate Exchange, uh, growers are assigned a specific ID number. So when the information, the data comes back to our our CPGs, the only information that they're getting is the calculations, the amount of tons that are being produced and methodology in doing so, which is already written into the agreement um, for what they're looking for their supply shed. So the, 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 the information that is being shared is, is not the private information of the grower. And we want to keep it that way. Uh, the, the relationship that is being held is with those ag-retailers and the agronomists. And once again, we want to keep that relationship intact. So we, we take that privacy of information very, very seriously. Um, now, with, with, with the CPGs, we work with several, several third-party MRV uh, that, that actually take the data, do the calculations. Every piece of data that we collect in our process runs through our ISO process. Um, so so the, the validity of what the product that they get following our process, it, it, it's unmatched. And I say, I say that because within the 16 years in Canada, with our ISO process, our validation and verification, we've never failed an internal or external audit. So that gives some credibility to, to Trimble and, and what we do behind the scenes. You know, Kevin, one of the things that I think it's my favorite answer in uh, modern economic discussions is the answer is usually it depends. And so my assumption is the question that I'm getting ready to ask you, your answer is going to be, well, it depends, but let's go for it. Uh, so, you know, is it, as a producer thinking about this, trying to make a decision on what to do, maybe you're a retailer and you're working with a, a number of growers, what's realistic? What's realistic for a grower to think he or she could, you know, drive incremental revenue per bushel per acre, however you measure it, what's a range, what's a reality, what's it look like? Sure. Um, that's a good question. When you say it depends, uh, that's true, but there, there, <laughs> there, there's not, nothing, and it doesn't necessarily depend, honestly. So different areas of the country, depending on the type of ground, the type of management practices, uh, there, there's going to be variables in there. So they, they, they need to look at what are some additionalities that I can incorporate into my program? Uh, it, do I have the, the possibility of incorporating a cover crop? Can I move from conventional tillage to strip till uh, or to, to no-till? Tr- no, no um, and what, what can I do to, to document what I'm doing according to a four-hour plan? So, the, so there's different methodologies involved, but that, it comes down to grower being educated on does my current practice qualify or what can I do to get there? Uh, the, the, that, that's the biggest one. So it, it does depend, but I'm saying it doesn't depend uh, be, because it, it, it's based on effort and what you, what, can you, what, you, what you can do with that operation and, and locale. Incredible. All right, Kevin, last question. Lots of growers listening, lots of food companies listening, lots of retailers listening. Lots of people have questions. What can producers here in the States, what can food companies do? How can they... How can they interact with a connected climate exchange? What's the call to action? Where do they go from here? So for CPGs, just reach out to, to Trimble. You know, we have a team that there's a link on our, on our website and we'll answer directly. And I, I actually answer uh, growers directly, believe it or not. Uh, and with growers, reach out to, to your ag retailer. See what kind of programs are out there, even, even if it's not Trimble. Uh, just see what programs are out there and what best fits their operation. 
Now, now with the, the vision of the Connected Climate Exchange, is we will get to the point where growers can put their operations on this platform and the CPGs can search for the type of management practices that they would like to facilitate programs through. That's the ultimate goal of this. And that's what we're piecing together right now through ag retail, through ag consultants that have that high touch, high managed acre to make programs work. And we are facilitating the data and doing the, the verification calculations behind the scenes to make it all work. It is an exciting time to be in agriculture. Kevin, we're just a Gosh, just a couple months away from planting season, from growing season here in 2024. He's Kevin Summers, North American Carbon Sustainability Lead at Trimble. Kevin, just a delight to have you on. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us on Ag Bioscience. Thanks, Mitch. I appreciate it. And thank you for tuning in to Ag Bioscience. We look forward to seeing you real soon. Ag Bioscience is a podcast by Agrinovus Indiana, hosted by Mitch Frazier, produced by Kayla Chittister and Fabian Rodriguez, photography and design by Kaylee Kerr. If you like today's episode, subscribe, rate, and review so we can bring you more conversations just like this. Get all episodes of Ag Bioscience at agrinovusindiana.com.